If ensuring speed and security for your websites is a top priority for you, then search no further than Vox Onyx's shared website hosting plans. Vox Onyx uses SSD-powered servers and provides numerous site acceleration tools that will make your websites load noticeably faster. Additionally, Vox Onyx has deployed ZFS data storage to shield your website contents from corruption. Also, Vox Onyx will manage the task of migrating all the websites you need to their system at no cost to you. Get started with a free 30-day trial. You don't even need a credit card at voxonyx.com. That's V-O-X-O-N-X.com. Afterwards, it's only $4.42 per month. Visit voxonyx.com to get started now. This is Not Straight Cast with Jason Bailey and Joe Crynock. Welcome to Not Straight Cast 14 for June 10th, 2021. We're the show that gives you news and views from a not straight perspective. I'm Joe. And I'm Jason. Joe, we're back after a week off. How did you uh, enjoy uh, a nice light week? Um, You know, I was still busy. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, just because we had a vacation from the show didn't mean I had a vacation from my life. Yeah. You know, it was the perfect week yeah. to take a break from doing the show, to take a week off. Uh, here in Pittsburgh, uh, there's not just one big giant pride celebration this year. It's a bunch of little pride celebrations all throughout the weekends of the month. And uh, from what I hear, you had a pretty crazy first pride weekend. I did. Yeah. You know, I was thinking, oh, you know, this is going to be everything. Everything's going to be scattered about, you know, it's not going to be everything's, you know, everything's going to be decently attended. Yeah. But man, um, as you guys probably know, I uh, do work for P10 and do their audio and video stuff for them. And they're like their technician, basically. Mm -hmm. And I went there around 10 p.m. on Saturday thinking that, oh, I'll be a little bit early to the festivities like it would be every other weekend. Right. I got there. I could not find a freaking parking space. Oh, wow. They've, there's like two parking uh, lots that people park in. Exactly. I had to park uh, behind the building of the other parking lot that we use. It, it basically, long story short, I drove around for 15 minutes until I found the spot. And then it dawned on me, oh, I could park here. And nobody will care. So Yeah. Oh, but wow. Anyways, um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, the boys were out in full force. Let me put it that way. The girls were out, too. Yeah. Everybody was out in full force. And I think everybody was also horny. Oh, wow. Full force as well. So. <laughs> oh, yeah, they, they definitely were. I spent my Saturday night. Uh, I went down to Club Pittsburgh uh, just in case they needed some extra help because uh, I didn't know how busy it was going to be. And they definitely did need extra help. I was folding towels and cleaning rooms and uh, just doing my best to to help the staff keep up. The hallways were flooding, huh? Yes. <laughs> uh, but Is yeah, that it was a thing. I don't know. <laughs> no, I it's not. But I it was it was definitely a, a crazy weekend. I heard that at some of the bars in town, there were even lines out the door. Yeah. P-Town had a line out the door and like almost around the block. Which wow. Is a fair distance. I mean, yeah, I came to the point where they had to stop letting people in because they hit capacity. 
Isn't that crazy? I know. And I believe it was like that at every bar. So I heard it was that way down at uh, Lucky's as well. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, like, like, here's the weird thing I've heard about Lucky's is that ever since this pandemic has been going on, it hasn't been as busy as it normally used to be. So I'm not sure exactly what's going on there. I'm not trying to shade at anybody. It's just, I mean, I, I think what happened also there too, is that right now there's no really bars downtown. So that's only right. that's like the only they're kind of like in their own little island right now, basically. So sure, yeah. But I think that's eventually going to change, thankfully. So um, things are going to kind of get more back to normal. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. So needless to say, it was a lot of fun. I came home. I was drenched in sweat. Um, you know, like whenever you get so drenched in sweat that you have like salt rings. Yes. On your shirt. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> on your on your shirt. Yeah. Later, I'm like, oh god. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I mean, getting a drink, strangely enough, wasn't that hard. And uh, however, I only had maybe like four beers over the course of four hours. So, you know, I mean, that's not a lot. Yeah. And I I don't drink shots, really. So. Um, So, yeah, I mean, I think I probably came home more sober than when I left. Yeah. Kind of thing, you know. Yeah. You sweat it all out. Exactly. Yeah. So (laughs) speaking of sweating. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to say that again because I just inhaled some water. <laughs> speaking Sp- of su- spe- swallowing sweat. Speaking of sweating. <laughs> uh, speaking of sweating, we, we don't have to cut that. We'll just, just leave that in there. Let everybody know I'm an idiot. Uh, speaking of well, sweating. I know that already, but yeah. you, you didn't have to say so. <laughs> we, are, we are going camping me. this weekend. Yes, we are. That's going to be fr- uh, fun. We've got a friend coming in from Tallahassee. We're going to go out to a place called Camp Davis, which is a clothing optional LGBTQ uh, camp site resort place. They've got a swimming pool that's 24 hours and it's heated. Uh, they're having a foam party on Saturday. It's it's going to be a wonderful time. Mm-hmm. So if, if anybody knows where I live, you can come rob me this weekend. So thank you, Jason, for letting everybody know where we'll be at. We both have we, we live in the middle of a city. True. Yeah. We we both have roommates because it's so expensive to live in the middle of a city. So our roommates will be home. So you still can't rob us. Well, I temporarily have a roommate, so Yeah. Yeah. Long story with that. We won't go into that, but we'll we'll get into that during an extra cast. No, we won't. <laughs> it's traumatic. I don't uh, want to cover it. <laughs> I don't well want then, to talk about it. <laughs> well, then let's talk about something that you do want to talk about. Can you go over the new website with everybody? Well, yeah. Um, you may have noticed this already because it's already out there, but um, not straight cast. We've been working on our website here for the past few weeks now and got it into a uh, form, which I think is uh, working out pretty well. Um, you know, obviously the podcasts are there, but we also now have new blogs. Jason, you've written a ton of blogs. I finally started getting into writing some blogs. I wrote a blog about my uh, entry into broadcasting, which I found to be actually pretty interesting whenever I was writing it, you know, because yeah, I never wrote the whole entire story down. It's it's a good story. Well, thank you. Yeah, and your blog posts are great there, too. Um, definitely. I mean, uh, we're also um, featuring uh, news, and uh, our first news story actually comes from our own website, and we'll get to that in a little bit. But um, also, too... Um, we're doing something for pride month, which you can actually go to our website and sign up for, uh, we're giving away a $50 Amazon gift card 
So, uh, yeah, if you want to go to that, um, just go to our website, notstraightcast.com, and there is on the front page a link, a graphic on the left-hand side that just says literally Not Straightcast $50 Amazon card giveaway. And it says enter here and just click on that. Give us your email address. We promise we won't use it for anything else except sending out a newsletter maybe once a month. And um, you can sign up and get free entries and get multiple entries and all kinds of stuff. So, Yeah, absolutely. It is incredibly, uh, incredibly easy to sign up. It only takes just a, a moment. Uh, and uh, you could win a, a $50 Amazon gift card. And considering that uh, we're still sort of a new podcast, we're still bo- building our audience, we uh, haven't been doing this iteration of this podcast for a long time, uh, you've got a pretty good chance to win. So enter. Absolutely. So um, definitely in that case, sir, we want you to you know win that card. So enter. And uh, you'll get multiple entries in there, so you'll be able to increase your chances of winning. And I'll be more than happy to send you out the email with the gift card code, and <laughs> you can go ahead there and spend to your heart's content, all courtesy of us there. And I figure, hey, $50, it's better than us running $50 of ads. We'd rather give it to you guys, our listeners. So Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. $50 could get you a big giant bucket of hot sauce too like imagine what you would do with all that hot sauce well jason i i think you put it in your coffee so <laughs> uh <laughs> all right well so uh i think it's about time to get on to the news i'm i'm uh uh interested to hear this first story oh good lord okay so as you probably remember we've talked about somebody named redhead blackbeard a number of times yeah on the podcast but now we have to identify who this person is because they've now made the news in a god-awful way the owner of gay life television pittsburgh m4m and the homemaker store located in pittsburgh's brookline neighborhood has been charged with possessing material depicting the sexual exploitation of minors or aka child porn david stanton 54 of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, was indicted on the charge by the federal grand jury in Pittsburgh. Acting United States Attorney Stephen R. Kaufman announced on Wednesday, April 21st. According to the indictment obtained by us here at Not Straight Cast on March 5, 2021, Stanton was visited by the FBI at the Homemaker Store location, where he acknowledged that he knowingly possessed visual depictions, namely videos and computer graphic and digital files, production of which involved the use of minors engaging in sexually explicit conduct. The law provides for a maximum total sentence of not more than 20 years in prison, a fine not to exceed $250,000, a term of supervised release of at least five years and up to life or a combination thereof. So under the federal sentencing guidelines, the actual sentence imposed would be based upon the seriousness of the offense and the prior criminal history, if he has any. Assistant United States Attorney Benjamin J. Rishaler is prosecuting this case on behalf of the government. And uh, Stanton currently is released on $10,000 bond. He has pleaded not guilty to the charges. And the case will be headed to a jury trial. So let's talk about the criminal complaint here. Okie doke. So um, in the criminal complaint, uh, whenever the FBI visited him there, um, David Stanton said that the black desktop computer located in the shop would contain child sexual abuse material. They call it CSAM. 
So Stanton identified a drive in a folder where the CCM would be found. So on the first hard drive that they um, investigated there, 10 videos of CCM were found. The videos depict the minor females being sexually assaulted in a variety of manners. On the second hard drive, because there were four hard drives in this computer, numerous videos of bestiality in CCM were found. All but two were deleted. Now, we won't describe these videos anymore, but the criminal complaint details what they were. And uh, if you wanted to, you can go onto the PACER web service there and uh, read the criminal complaint. It's the Western Pennsylvania uh, District Court. Yeah. So let's talk about David here, okay? David has quite a history in Pittsburgh. Uh, Jason and I worked with him at Gay Life Television. And as you know, we both left that uh, company. So, right. Yeah, we were pretty much fed up with uh, what was going on there. And pretty much um, the bi- the man had no business sense and basically was running this business into the ground. Now, that's kind of easy to hide whenever you're running an online Internet site that you're kind of running something into the ground until right. it one day just disappears. Kind of like if you look at GayLifeTelevision.com now on the web, it looks like shit. Okay, <laughs> There's nothing there. It's just videos. Um, it's actually changed since the last time you probably looked at it, Jason. It's not. It's like a video showcase, but there's really no oh, content really? there. Yeah. So trust me, it's still not worth visiting. So okay. So there's a few other things that's gone on with David. One is is that he became the manager of a bar in Pittsburgh Southside called Monster. But um, him and his uh, infinite wisdom. We went to market this, marketed it as a macho gay bar, and basically was turning off members of the uh, other communities in the LGBTQ banner. Right. So basically, he received a huge wave of uh, fury. Would <laughs> you mind? Try to market this. Do you mind if I insert something here as well? Yeah, right ahead. Yeah. Uh, one of the things that is important to know about this man is not only is he a narcissist, he's a, uh, a habitual liar. And I know that uh, the term habitual liar gets thrown out there a lot. And a lot of times it's, uh, you know, somebody says something you don't like, you call them a liar, whatever. This man was a habitual liar. For yep. instance, in the case of the monster bar, he told everybody that he was the owner, even though many people knew who the actual owners were and he would just still say, no, I'm the owner. And, you know, he would get caught in his lies and just still, still defend them. But, uh, but yes, go ahead. The monster bar used to be the Tiki lounge, which was a, you know, pretty much famous bar in yeah the South side of Pittsburgh there, you know, just the way it looked inside. Yeah. And he, uh, pretty much from what I understand, <laughs> destroyed that, but, he did, yes. Yeah. So now he also ran another business called Pittsburgh M for M, which basically was in the same field of what Jason uh, markets for a living. Yeah. However, the big difference. Except without a business license. Exactly. Yeah. Basically, he's throwing a private sex party. And they were basically drug fueled sex parties according to numerous observers of these parties here because i've uh unfortunately have friends who attended these parties they're not knowing the whole entire history of everything that's going on here in pittsburgh yeah which i've been like you know you want to want to be very careful here also too as we probably know by now gay life television was pretty much a sham job um david i guess has the gift of gab to a certain extent i guess you know you could say he's a good salesperson 
you know, he definitely has that personality. Yeah, like, he does. Like, like used car salesman personality, basically, is what we're talking about here. You know, he tricked people into investing money into this and working for the organization. Only, like we said before, they run the thing into the ground. Um, the one big thing I always heard from him is like, oh, I have to talk to our investors and our board of directors, which Jason, we both know did not exist. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They, they didn't exist. No. Now in the past few years, okay. It seemed like he calmed down a little bit. He's going to be exact together. And he actually came up with a new business that actually seemed to be something that could be successful and looked like he was doing okay with it there with the, his homemaker store. He sold uh, laser engraved items, you know, like you can engrave like wood or glass or stuff like that. Yeah. You know, for once in a, le- a legitimate business, but, you know, then he's trying to cram all these, you know, side shams into it. So, you know, that store had a basement. Guess what he put in there? Sex parties. Yep. <laughs> uh, yeah. So now it seemed like just gay life television. You know, he was trying to just do stuff with that every once in a while there but nothing really on a consistent basis, just kind of like how he has been for the past few years with it. Yeah. Here's another interesting thing from the criminal complaint. Okay. The porn that they found on his computer, the child porn, was straight child porn. It wasn't gay child porn. It was straight child porn. Oh, wow. You know, so, I mean, who knew that Mr. Macho Gay, as he always purported himself to be there? Right with his drug-fueled delusions of grandeur, would be brought down by that. That's crazy. Nonetheless, this could not happen to a better person, as one could say, you know? And as a side note here, um, I, during my weekend out, I talked to somebody who had worked with him recently. Okay. And I had asked if they had seen the news about this here, and they said that they had, and that they had talked to him. He said, oh, no, it's been taken care of. It's been taken care of. Doesn't that sound like a typical statement of something that maybe that he would say? Yeah, that's, you know, it, it, yeah, such a liar. It's taken care of in the fact that you're currently out on bond. <laughs> yeah. And that you're going to be probably going to jail for a few years because it looks like the federal government, according to the criminal complaint, and the fact that you admitted to it has a pretty good case against you. Right. And they also have the computer and saw it. So, you know, I don't know how you get out of that other than just disappearing for a few years. Yeah, exactly. He, uh, if he does go to jail. Oh, well, he will. The question is, though, how long? And I hope it's a long time. Right. But he'll just pretend that he was on vacation in, in Australia or something. Do you remember uh, when we left gay life television he started throwing a hissy fit and he made these facebook posts saying that he was moving away and then whenever he couldn't pay rent at the office studio or the studio office Mm -hmm. he told everybody that because the gays in this city are so mean to him he's decided to close his pittsburgh branch but would be leaving like the england and australia offices open yeah, it's <laughs> just delusions of grandeur, oh, you know, my. as they say, you know, Jesus Christ. But yeah, he will he will have some lie to tell about why he's disappearing. 
I think an interesting thing was is that whenever um, I ran my network, which was called Not Straight TV, so you can now see where the podcast name came from. Uh, basically, whenever I was convinced to join on with them, because whenever I was I was looking to possibly end Not Straight TV, I was getting burned out, but I either I needed more help or the partner with somebody. Yeah, And just at that same time, Gay Life Television came along, and that's whenever things were going well. They had just gotten that store location. They actually had an investor. You know, things seemed to be on the up and up. Right. You know, at least from what I could tell from the outside. And I was basically convinced to come on. And basically, I came on in a contracting capacity originally. Like, we weren't merged together. Basically, I was basically in that studio along with them but not straight TV still existed. Right. But we quickly decided it didn't make sense to have two networks. And then, well, nonetheless, that was probably one of the stupider ideas that I had, you know? So the combined forces, I should never combine forces. I should well, just kept doing what I was doing because if I kept doing what I was doing, things probably would have been a little different right now. Yeah, that's possible. But there's also the possibility that you would have gotten burnt out and just ended, you know, I, but I probably would have like maybe retold it and came back in a different way sooner. Sure. Than what happened, you know? So oh, yeah. I mean, what happened basically possibly had the worst outcome where yeah, I didn't it's... do another podcast again for God knows how long. Yeah. It's, it's crazy, crazy, yeah. crazy. It's just, um, I mean, I, I was thinking, Oh, you know, we're just going to deal with his, you know, insane ramblings for the rest of our lives. And, now, at this point, he's going to get punished. Right. And deservedly so for, you know, I mean, because I never thought, to be honest with you there, that, you know, he would do something like that, you know? Oh, my God. I know. Right. I mean, well, yeah. I, I feel like I feel like he's capable of quite a bit. I didn't know mm-hmm. that he was capable of of that level of disgusting and stupidity. All right. Well, speaking of bad things happening to bad people, let's move on to the next story. You ready? Yeah. All right. Facebook announced Friday that former President Donald Trump's accounts will be suspended for two years, freezing his presence on the social media network until early 2023, following a finding that Trump stoked violence ahead of the deadly January 6th insurrection at the Capitol. At the end of the suspension, the company will assess whether Trump's risk to public safety has subsided. Nick Clegg wrote in a blog post. He said Facebook will take into account external factors such as instances of violence, restrictions on peaceful assembly, and other markers of civil unrest. Facebook also announced that it would end a contentious policy that automatically exempted politicians from rules banning hate speech and abuse, and that it would stiffen penalties for public figures during times of civil unrest and violence. The former president called Facebook's decision on the suspension an insult. The two-year ban replaced a previous ruling that ordered Trump to be suspended indefinitely. They shouldn't be allowed to get away with this censoring and silencing, and ultimately, we will win. Our country can't take this abuse anymore, Trump said in a very stupid news release. On Facebook, Trump's suspension means that his account is essentially frozen. Others can read and comment on his past posts, but Trump and other account handlers like 
David Stanton, for example. <laughs> Did you put the? <laughs> Time to get you back. <laughs> oh, so his account is frozen, and none of his account handlers can post new material. I. Uh, but all of his existing posts are still there. And Twitter, by contrast, has permanently banned Trump from its service and no trace of his account remains. You know, I mean, I think it's one of those cases there where Facebook, I think, has a vendetta against uh, Donald Trump. You know, well, I actually disagree yeah. because uh, his account was initially suspended indefinitely. Mm-hmm. And then they just reduced it to two years, whereas over at Twitter, it is gone forever. Well, I, I think that they're just trying to make it more painful for him, prob- probably. Yeah, you maybe. Know, like the end of two years, be like, nope, still not going to bring you back, you know? <laughs> Wouldn't that be nice? I mean, what's funny, though, too, is is that, um, you know, he's definitely suffering because of the fact that he's not on Facebook or Twitter anymore. So I think they're just, in a sense, twisting the knife, you know? Like he had that blog on his website. And he ended it after like 29 days. He didn't make it a month because nobody yeah. was reading it. But yeah, it, it, at least over at Twitter, we know that he's just done permanently. But at Facebook, I guess we'll have to see what's going on in two years. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, because um, I mean, Twitter, I think, was smart. They just cut the cord. You know, it was like, we don't need this on the platform. Yeah. However, is this going to be? the catalyst that pushes him to finally finish creating his own uh, social media site. Well, I think probably that's going to happen, but I don't think anybody's going to subscribe to it. I think it's going to be a huge failure, you know, kind of like Trump airlines, you know? Well, I don't know, man. (laughs) I don't know because you see how many people hopped on that. uh, What was it called? Um, Parlor parlor. Yeah. Everybody hopped on that and they were all Trump supporters and now parlor's gone. Uh, and well, parlor tr- kind of fell apart because the companies that were providing them the services like Amazon. And there's also other companies there too, that provide them like the security and everything. They decided they didn't want to be involved with that because of the hate. Oh, speech. gotcha. Okay. Then so they also got removed from the Apple store, but now they got, now they're back on there as well. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, but you don't hear much about parlor now, even though technically they are back. Huh? I actually thought they were still gone. So you're absolutely right. Yeah, they're they're technically back. But, you know, I, I think things have that flash in the pan for a moment. Yeah. Because, you know, they're, you know, popular and everything there. But then, you know, once the dust all kind of settles down and everything. You're right. And it's also about how much media attention that it gets, uh, whether exactly. or not people are talking about it. And I don't think there must not have been much media attention over the return of Parler because I had no idea. The fact that nobody read Trump's blog. Yeah. Too, I mean, it's a good sign. I think he's starting to slowly fade into, you know, the backdrop. Wouldn't that be nice? Yeah, but but I think he's, he's fading slower than other politicians have. So I well, think we're still hearing stuff from him. And I have a feeling that he's not going to win the nomination for the next presidential, you know, primary. Well, let's just knock on wood and not get ahead of ourselves because Three weeks ago, if you had said David Stanton's name, I would have said, oh, he hasn't been getting into much trouble lately. I think he's fading away. Mm -hmm. I mean, he probably would have gotten less trouble actually being one of Trump's account handlers. Probably. (laughs) He he should have just stayed out there with Joe Exotic. Oh, yeah. We always forget about that part. (laughs) 
Yeah, he. So going back to the previous story, David Stanton <laughs> also worked with Joe Exotic. Yeah, but <laughs> and Carol Baskins. Oh man, got mad at Joe Exotic and went and hung out with Carol Baskins afterwards. Yeah, I, mean, I wish Carol would have fed him to the tigers and not his husband, and, and not her husband. <laughs> right? Oh, uh, do you that, have a tiger that, that sound was, effect? That would have saved so much. I'm sorry. Do you have a tiger sound effect? That would be perfect there. I don't, but I. There. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, that would have saved so much trouble. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, that would have saved a lot of trouble for us folks in Pittsburgh here. Well, coming up next, we're going to discuss the first openly gay black man to hold elected office in Texas. Dogs no longer barking at Milo Yiannopoulos. And an explosive moment of conclusion as Not Straight Cast continues after this. Want to support Not Straight Cast? Visit the notstraightcast.com slash store where you can get a Not Straight Cast t-shirt, hat, bag, coffee mug, and much, much more. Along with getting some snazzy merchandise, your purchase in the notstraightcast.com forward slash store also helps support the show. Once again, that's notstraightcast.com forward slash store. Welcome back to Not Straight Cast. I'm Jason. And I'm Joe. We hope you had a good break. We, uh, we took a little minute. I got some more coffee and some more water, and now I'm ready to get back into the news. Are you ready, Joe? I am as well. All right. Jalen McKee Rodriguez became the first openly gay black man to hold elected office in Texas, and he beat the incumbent in a landslide. Following a tense runoff, McKee Rodriguez was elected by San Antonio voters to join the city council. In doing so, he triumphantly ousted Jada Andrews Sullivan in the second district. With all votes counted, he netted a thumping 63% of the votes compared to just 37% for Andrews Sullivan. The councilor-elect, in fact, worked under Andrew Sullivan as a communications assistant, but quit in 2019 after allegedly suffering anti-gay harassment and discrimination. He faced off against what he described as a hostile environment and retaliation from Andrew Sullivan's chief of staff, Lou Miller. Andrew Sullivan denied that the problems in her office were due to McKee Rodriguez's sexuality. Years later, and McKee Rodriguez shattered what activists are calling the lavender ceiling as he became the first black gay man ever elected in the state of Texas. A former math teacher, McKee Rodriguez, said his victory is a watershed moment in how many in his district simply shrugged off his candidacy. The area, critics said, wasn't ready for a black gay official. They were wrong. San Antonio LGBT plus advocates praised McGee Rodriguez's success, which they see as a striking repudiation of the wave of anti-LGBT plus legislation being bulldozed by right-wing state lawmakers. We need more people of color, young people, and LGBT plus people in state and local government who will ensure politicians look to improve the lives of Texans, not further marginalize them. 
Jalen's victory is a rejection of the homophobic and racist politicking so fashionable in Austin, and it will inspire more LGBT plus black leaders to run and win. Definitely good news for him there. Yeah, absolutely. So, So to summarize, this guy works for Jada Andrew Sullivan. He ends up feeling forced to leave because of uh, homophobic actions and retaliation. And so he quits and he's like, I can't do this anymore. I can't work for this, for this person. And then he comes back and runs and beats this person, beats her by a landslide. It's crazy. Well, also to keep in mind, I don't think either one of us have looked at like actually what happened during the candidacy, whether they spoke or whatnot, or whether, you know, what kind of record that, you know, that um, Andrew Sullivan that had. Sure. So I kind of find it funny that they both have hyphenated last names. <laughs> Long names. I mean, Key Rodriguez and Andrew Sullivan. Yeah, it's really it's really super annoying to read when you're reading an article, too. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. um, no, I just find it funny that I'm just kind of curious there whether, you know, Andrew Sullivan had a, um, you know, kind of poor record in that area there. And then, you know, Nikki Rodriguez just went in there and just was able to easily, you know, overcome that. And, Mop it you know, up. He just needed somebody new. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, they're doing something right, you know, because I think nowadays, I mean, like, especially if you look even back like the Pete Buttigieg being a candidate, you know, for president of the United States there and making it as far as he did. Yeah. You know, I don't think really people were concerned that much about the fact that he was gay as opposed to, you know, more or less his youth and inexperience than anything else. I mean, I think if anybody was thinking there, you know, he's a little too young, needs to be a little bit older, you know, well, here was my a little bit more experience. And I mean, people are like, he has a bright future in politics. Yeah, absolutely. My problem with him was that he didn't talk policy for like ever in the beginning he would come out he would do these these town halls and he would uh, do these speeches and he would just talk about you know when i'm at the age that donald trump is now blah 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 and we need somebody who's not going to be like donald trump and yeah yeah, i agree i agree with all that but please just tell me what you are going to do you know and he didn't do that in the beginning so i started paying more attention to other people absolutely yeah also to his record with the um African-American community there, black community in um, South Bend was not particularly great. Right. You know, so, yeah, definitely there. I think those things definitely hurt him. But, you know, time has a tendency to heal wounds, as we know. You know. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, and hopefully he learns from that experience there. And, you know, but nonetheless, I think we're getting off track here. You know, we're talking about McKee Rodriguez and Andrew Sullivan there. Um, you know, it's just kind of funny there that, you know, they're probably – was a case there where, you know, voters were kind of like, yeah, we probably need something different here. Right. And so, you know, the fact even here in Pittsburgh, you know, Ed Gailey. Yeah. You know, won the mayoral race. Yeah. I'm very excited about that too. Yeah. So nonetheless, yeah, we could talk about this one all day there as well there, but definitely. Well, if there's one thing that, if, uh, if there's one thing that we get that we're good at, Joe, it's getting off topic and going on tangents. This show could be called tangent cast. But, yeah. uh, but yeah, I, <laughs> uh, so <laughs> that's pretty much kind of what it is. Sometimes I know. Right. So I think wait, let's just move into the next story. Our buddy that we've talked about multiple times in past episodes, Milo Yiannopoulos. That's close enough. Yeah. You got it. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Cause I know, uh, 
<laughs> you were worried about pronouncing that name there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Milo Yiannopoulos has made the bizarre claim that dogs no longer bark at him, apparently. And he sees it as a sign from God that he should be ex-gay. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> as uh, far-right pundit and former Breitbart editor told Christian outlet True News on Wednesday that God gave him a rather and oddly specific sign that he has been cured of being homosexual, uh, which it goes without saying can't happen. Uh, Still gay. Yeah. He, he says, when I made my announcement about being ex-gay, the first thing that happened, he explained, which will make you laugh, but it's true. Dogs stop barking at me. This is going to sound so stupid, he says, but this is just how I think that God reveals himself to us, right? It's just my experience of it. Dogs, he added, didn't like me at all. But dogs don't bark at me anymore, he said. It happened almost overnight. And now they seem to quite like me. But, uh, yeah, so he explained uh, this during an interview with True News, which there's a video available. Well, he was hosting it, actually, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but he uh, he just went on to talk about how everybody uh that had a dog he would go into their house and they would just bark at him non-stop uh and now all of the dogs stopped barking at him and he sees this as i uh, i sort of a sign from god i uh, that he's on the right path by becoming ex-gay and it's just the most ridiculous thing in the world well i see you know i don't think the problem was he was gay he endorsed pedophilia and that was yeah. the problem you know yeah so, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, basically back in 2017, you know, he, he screwed up there, you know, but nonetheless, I mean, it's just, I think he's just trying to still gain attention. I think he's very good at that. Ways. Yeah. I, th I think he's very good at that. I, uh, the article continues to, to add some things down here that I think are interesting. Uh, he was once a soaring torchbearer for the modern far right, but he just had scandal after scandal. For instance, his career. I uh, at Breitbart was tanked whenever it emerged that he had never actually written anything. It was a oh. team of ghostwriters. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shocker. His, yeah, his like Trump, you know, yeah. like, like there's a lot of Republicans. I think they have ghostwriters. I mean, Trump wrote his books with ghostwriters. Crazy, crazy. This man. Yeah. So today we talked about Trump. We talked about Milo and we talked about uh, uh, David Stanton and they all are very similar people. These people basically are the um, scum of the earth of the gay community, except for one of them. So, yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, I technically actually all three could, but yeah. Anyways, yeah, I think we're ready for our last story, Jason. Do you what, do you know what time it? it is? I do. It's time for the moment of conclusion. I got it this time. The not straight cast moment of conclusion. That is absolutely correct, Jason. So a, a viral TikTok video that came out shows a boat burning after its owners allegedly harassed others over their pride flags that they had on the boat. So, um, well, yeah. <laughs> like, like, did you see this video? I think I did, yeah. Yeah. So boaters allegedly harassed another group of the gay pride flags and they're in the flames 
Yeah, another boat began circling out of the vessel on a lake in Memorial Day weekend and assumed they were trying to signal support for their gay pride flags. However, uh, somebody in that other boat flipped a middle finger and yelled something about the gays and the flags. I'm sure it was the word flags. Sure, yeah, I know. Yeah. I was just, I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> Passenger in the boat said, so the group started recording it in case the situation escalated. Well, that situation did, but not how they expected it to. Moments later, the other boat burst in the flames, forcing those passengers to jump into the lake and leaving the victims to become the rescuers as they filmed the moment that turned into a viral video. Wow. So, yeah, kind of crazy there. Um, yeah, so the Grant County Sheriff's Office in Washington confirmed that the incident took place um, on Sunday in Moses Lake, Washington, adding that the agency was working to interview the vessel's occupants before releasing more information. What's interesting is is that, that that group there said that they had spent Sunday swimming, listening to music, and tubing the lake about 100 miles west of Spokane. Around 7 p.m., the group stopped their boat. Then they noticed a small vessel carrying the three people speeding toward them. One of the other boat's passengers, a woman, yelled something unintelligible before, before flipping their middle finger. Yeah, they circled around six times. Whenever the boat blew up, they ended up in the lake because obviously they had the jump ship there. Yeah. Women started screaming, help us, we're burning. Their boat, um, Robbie's boat, pulled the rest of the um, the crew from the other boat to safety. The passengers, the people who were screaming at them, were quite rude, shouting over them, ignoring their inquiries about their well-being, uh, went on the 911 call and smoking a vape pen on their boat, uh, even so much as asking if they could. Wow. Police came by and, re- and extinguished the flames. The rescue boaters left to jump on a friend's vessel without even saying thank you. So whatever, you know, Jesus H. I mean, how rude can people be? Right. Yeah, absolutely. You know, some people are just so as the people where I come from would say ignorant. uh, They're so just awful, bad people. People leave other people alone. You know, I feel I feel a small, small sense of happiness that their boat blew up. I mean, yeah, just absolutely. You know, that's (laughs) that's like the greatest, you know, thing that could happen to them. You know, yeah. Oh, my God. But, yeah. But anyways, uh, Jason, yeah, I think that uh, we've gone on long enough for this episode here. So Subscribe to us where all great podcasts are sold. Also, check out NotStraightCast.com, which has links to our Facebook, Twitter, Discord server, Patreon, the NotStraight.store, the $50 Amazon gift card giveaway. You're an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote Google AdSense ads. And read the next one, Jason. <laughs> Including a blog entry that includes pictures of my hole that I used to suck down massive amounts of coffee with. Anyways, we want to thank you very much for listening to and supporting that streetcast. And until next time, have a not straight one. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I got you twice. <laughs>